Welcome to the Anonymous Andrew Podcast. Life and the choices we make. The choices other people make. Why we choose to ignore the red flags. Red flags like gaslighting, cheating, addiction, mental illness, and much more. What role do they play in relationships? Follow me each week as we discuss these topics with anonymous guests and experts to hopefully become better humans, resulting in better choices. Like I say, been there, still doing that. Now on to the show. Andrew with you here, anonymous Andrew, with a pre-episode note. The story you're about to hear is from um, a friend of mine who um, I admire. She went through a similar gaslighting, manipulating, horrible relationship a couple of years ago, um, two summers ago, almost almost to the month. And she's willing to come on and share her story. This topic of gaslighting and the manipulation and the lies, what it does to the victims in the relationships to good ordinary people who are just looking for love, just looking for companionship. And uh, it's just not being talked about enough, in my opinion. And um, so I'm just trying to get as many stories out there as I can. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, Please, folks, spread the word. We need to get this out there. This is uh, not something we're going to solve overnight or even ever. But if we can help people identify these red flags and gaslighting early on, maybe they can get out of the relationships unscathed. Enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Anonymous Andrew back with another episode. And today I have another story from someone. Um, uh, this one is a crossover from the dating world into the real world. Um, I'd like everybody to welcome, um, a friend of mine. Her name is Angelica. And of course that's not her real name as always we do anonymous, but Angelica, would you like to say hello? Hi there. Okay. So Angelica, you and I met professionally and, um, we became friendly and um i think it, it's funny that um in, in my life i find that most of my friends are females um, i don't have a lot of male friends um so you're just another female friend of mine that that i've gotten close to and over over the past year or two the conversations that we've had you've had a very similar experience that that I have had in in the dating or in the relationship world. Um, I, I'll, if you'd like, I'll let you tell the story. Of course, you can leave all the names, places, and dates out. It's it's the it, I I just want you to share what happened to you and and the gaslighting, the the, the lying, the, the manipulation. Would you like to share that story? Yeah, sure. Um, so you know, I've jo- I joined a couple of apps, and I've been on and off them a few years now. I'd say probably about three years. 
on and off, not consistently. And in the beginning, I was really hyped up to use them, but it went nowhere. And then two summers ago, I got a response on one of the apps. And it was it seemed that someone I was talking to was very easy to talk to, um, exchanging messages. And eventually it led to him saying, do you want to exchange numbers? I said, of course. And it was around this time, literally around this time two years ago, um, right before Memorial Day weekend. And this person I met um, at the time was residing in this high-end upscale community um, where a lot of celebrities visit. And it just seemed perfect. It was summer. The, the environment seemed like it would be calming and soothing and getting to meet somebody new that could lead to some potentially something serious. Why not? And so we met and we chatted on the phone. We FaceTime. Really nice guy. Didn't see anything wrong or red flags. And he happened to be working at one of the local places. Um, and nothing, I don't know if I should say what his profession was. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Um, let's just say he was in the service industry. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so he was in the service industry. And so we met and we went on a date. We went for pizza. Really good looking guy in person. I met him where he was staying a gentleman, I mean, really gentleman, came outside the door, picked me up from the car, shook hands, um, come on inside, let me introduce you, because he had roommates, let me introduce you to the people living here, and we went out on a date. He had a BMW, opened the door for me, chivalrous, completely. We went out for pizza. Looking back at it now, I realized he wasn't talking much more so listening and at the time I didn't realize of course when you're in a situation and that's what a female wants a guy who listens attentively and um it was beautiful weather I remember what I was wearing all right summer goes by and I spend my weekends there it was a long summer at work and I spent my weekends there as a as a way to relieve myself from the stress I was going through let, let, let's was, let's just tell the audience that where you live and where he lived is is what about a ninety minute two hour drive. So this yeah, is, I yeah, would okay. say about an hour and twenty minutes. Okay. One way, yeah. One one way, right? And um, I would leave on a Friday evening, and literally always at seven o'clock, and I would return on Sunday afternoon. And it just happened to work that way time-wise. And what we would do is he would come back from work. I'd be in the bedroom. He'd leave, he'd leave the TV on for me, the AC on. So it was when I walked in, it was just, it was like made for a queen. Bed was made, everything. So what more could you ask for? He'd come home from work at 10, 11 o'clock. And he'd say, he'd always tell me, bring something nice to wear. We're going out later. We'd go out to a club, a party scene, nothing crazy. He would hold my hand. There was a point we went to the beach and he would dust, take off my shoes and dust the sandal, uh, dust the sand off my feet and put the shoes back on. I mean, what could you ask for? This is like Prince Charming. Mm -hmm. fast, fast forward. 
um, the summer comes around to an end. And I started, I started seeing less and less of him. And he started changing a little more where he started becoming a little more hyper, a little more um, hyper in the sense, hyper like distant. Um, just not the same personality. And it looked as if it was intentional. He ended off with me with um, taking me to where he lived, which was in another state. And went to meet his family, introduced me to his his sisters, his cousins. And I remember prior to that, we were hanging out at the mall. And the entire time we got food from the food court, which is so unusual of him because he'd always treat me to a nice meal. So to go from something upscale to something like Chinese food at the food court was red flags right there. And I remember him having his earpiece on, his Bluetooth on, and the entire time he was on the phone with somebody, not saying a word, but just listening. And I was just getting annoyed, but I was just enjoying my food. And I felt like an idiot sitting there next to him on a stool, but I was eating, I was hungry. And I said, let me not overthink it. Went to his house. He went to play soccer with his friends. Enjoyed the day out at the park. Watch him play soccer. It was beautiful. Come back to the house. Introduce me to his cousins. And I remember before we're leaving, I follow him down the steps to leave the house. A flight of steps. And I remember I was walking slow at a slow pace behind him. And he had already reached at the bottom of the steps to say bye to the rest of the family. So he knocked on the bedroom door. As I'm coming down, as he's waiting for them to open the door, I go flying down the top of the steps all the way to the bottom landing. Hard, heavy, to the point where I had a black and blue bruise mark at the bottom of my lower back. And as I reached the bottom of the steps, he did absolutely nothing to help pick me up, to help see if I was okay. Nothing, absolutely nothing. It was basically like you sit there or you get yourself up. Just, I had to pick myself up quickly because I was so embarrassed. So this is not the same man that you met four or five months earlier who opened up right. the car door and treated you like a queen. All of a sudden, it, yeah, okay. And, you know, this is a man that was taking off my slippers and dusting the sand off my feet. And now this, as I'm trying to stand up and recover, like I remember pressing my back where it hurt. He's, he's quickly moving around the, the floor, the first floor and heading towards the exit door because I'm confused. And as he's standing in the middle of the doorway saying, are you coming? That's mm. it. Are you coming? I couldn't. I was getting irritated. I felt like a, a string, like I was on a knot. A string was tied around me. I, I literally felt like that. It was suffocating. And we drove off back to the house in this neighborhood. He didn't do anything to touch me, just held me with a close hug that night. And we went to bed. Next thing you know, a week and a half passes by 
And that routine is not there. That predictability is not there where I'm waking up in the morning, he's texting me good morning, checking in throughout the day. I'm at work and I keep texting him, how are you? I miss you. Is everything okay? Nothing. I'm fine. I'm fine. That's the most he would say. And that would be just very randomly on random dates. Not picking up my phone calls. So now we're starting to see the signs of gaslighting. Now we're starting to see, all right, this is a little more than he played out to be. So fast forward. And one day I tried to call him and one night and he did, it went straight to voicemail. And I remember texting him saying, are you okay? He sends me back a long reply. Now this is around Labor Day. A long reply through text message saying, my plane has just landed. And I forget what state he said, but a state. And he goes, my plane has just landed. I'm here for work. I don't think this is going to work moving forward. I don't know when I'm going to be back. But if you want to see me again and still talk to me, it's fine. And if you don't, I get it. Just like wow. that ghosted me. Just like that. And I was in total, utter shock. Like, I felt it was traumatizing and yeah. you know if if you don't want to like i said if you don't this is the text if you don't want to talk to me you don't have to talk to me like i said i understand i don't want to put that pressure on you i don't want to do that for you i don't want to put you through all of that now even with that being said anyone would say that's my decision but he just left it at that left me extremely clueless and you come to find out, realize later on that he knew intentionally from the very beginning it was going to be a summer fling. He knew from early on. Then, of course, you can't help but wonder where this person is, what this person is up to. So, of course, I go on this individual's Facebook page and I see he's settled down with somebody. And so how ridiculous and shocking, like I don't disappointing hurtful no words no words um but uh, gaslighting there were so many times that you know in between looking back at it in hindsight and i think this was gaslighting that sometimes people gaslight and it's very messy and you know it from obvious relationships but this man did it so professionally so well where he can lead you on and not have the slightest clue and now looking back at it I should have realized when he I would bring some of my items there and some of my you know belongings cosmetics for us to go out in the night and I would leave it there for the summer and he would say things like when we'd be home watching tv I brought my straightener there one time and he said you straighten your hair I said yeah Oh, that's interesting. I left beautiful sandals there, earrings that I loved. All of that was gone. When he ghosted, all my things were left at this place, at this house he was at for the summer. And I never saw him again, including all the things that I had left there for the summer. Now talk about, you know, gaslighting and the signs of things that he would say things like, do you straighten your hair? Oh, and that's the same exact straightener that was left. Or are these your earrings? I would leave sweaters there when we'd go out at night, you know, for the summertime, that chill breeze. 
And I remember him, I would even do my laundry with him. And one time my folded sweater that he washed for me, he was giving it back to me. And I said, he goes, here you go. And I said, no, leave it there. All of that got left behind. He kept all my things or threw it out or whatever. But the point is, I never saw them again. So those just even those were two examples of gaslighting signs. And he played me like a fiddle. Very professionally done. So he he basically, I'm sorry for putting it this way. He basically, like you said, it was a summer fling. He used you for the summer for his yeah. own benefit and at the end of the summer now what what i find interesting is why take you to his family's house in that other state and introduce you to them only to leave you a week later is that ha- pretty much how it happened yes exactly that's what happened and i remember his cousin sister saying i'm having a birthday party at the house in a couple of weeks there's going to be a lot of people and a lot of fun you should bring her. And he said in front of her, you want to come? And I said, yeah, sure. So that's how, you know, real it seemed, how serious it seemed. Sure. Yeah. Meeting, meeting the family in my past relationship, the one that started this podcast for the first year, I didn't meet any of her family. Um, And one day I said to her, and, and the audience knows that at the very beginning, she said to me, you know, we got to keep this relationship a secret. But the more we got involved in the I love yous and we started hanging out, I finally said to her one day, it would be nice if I met, she had two or three brothers living in our geographical area. And, and, I, and she would often see them. She would go out there on the weekends or she would see them during the week. And, and finally, I, after pursuing or persisting, that why don't I meet one of them? She introduced me to one of them, but it it wasn't the ones that were living here. One had moved here from Spain. He was living in Spain for most of his life, and he decided to come to the United States and start his life over for some reason. He came and lived at her home, and he was the one that she introduced me to. Um, And then, because I, I kept saying to her, if I'm not going to meet your family, this is a sign like you're not in this for the long run, you know. And so after she introduced me to her brother, the one that came here, she said, are you happy now that you met one of my brothers because, you know, you were complaining? And but that was the beginning. It's interesting. That was the beginning of the end, too, because in, in her mind, if I introduce you to my family, it's going to appease me thinking that, well, now one would think logically, you're not going to introduce a boyfriend or girlfriend to your family if you aren't going to stick around, right? Why do that to the family? Why do that to, to yourself? So the same thing happened to me that happened to you because my relationship broke up almost a month or two after meeting her brother. And it was very odd. So he introduces you to, to his family. And then a week or two later, gets called away on a business trip. And that's when he called you and said, um, he basically moved or he was going to, the kind of work he did, it was, it could go on for months, right? It was like six months. Didn't you find out that he ended up leaving the country as well? Um, that's what he said. 
He said he was leaving the country and he didn't know when he would be back. But now I remember he said he was going to Tennessee. Tennessee is where he said he was going to go. Okay. And following Instagram and things like that, that part of it was true, but it was for a couple of days. Um, so it was really hard to catch him in a lie. Obviously, he was lying the entire time. Right. But the proof you could do anything to to manipulate it, to flip it. Yeah. Where yeah. you could never catch him. Oh. You know, he would never tell you. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't have to explain, but you pretty much get the story. How yeah. many ways this could be twisted. Yeah, that's exactly, um, exactly what happened to me. I, I, she was such a professional manipulator or gaslighter that the the way she presented things, there was almost so convoluted that you may you, you couldn't catch her in the lie or you couldn't prove otherwise because they're so good at it. And um, and 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 I so I uh, and and thank you for talking about that particular one because um. If I if I may say to the audience, I I spoke to Angelica a month ago about coming on, and she she didn't want to talk about this relationship because she was feeling still triggered by it. And um, so, thank you, Angelica, for sharing that story. Um, it's a typical. It's exactly what I'm trying to get out there is that this is going on in the dating world, and it leaves us the victims traumatized literally the way they ghost us the way they just drop us leading up to getting getting dropped is everything's peachy keen i mean they make it seem like they're in love with you and they treat you with respect and they treat you with love and and kindness and and then almost overnight they become a completely different person and that sounds like what happened with you and um, let's just call him Tom for, for, yeah. for, for any purposes. Talk about, uh, if you'd like, um, and by the way, you, you there was no contact after that, right? You and him never spoke Correct. again? Okay. I actually blocked the number. All right. So uh, very similar to mine, parallel to mine. I, I haven't spoken, spoken to my ex. Then... Uh, not too I don't remember the time frame but not too long after or shortly after you did meet another gentleman who lived in another state let's call him Christopher but you know who I'm talking about right yeah and actually that person I met prior to oh did you uh, okay yes um that person I met prior to the other the other individual so that was going on repeatedly for a long time and to the point where it didn't it went absolutely nowhere absolutely nowhere it was we just spoke through phone and you I swear it was a very easy way to detect gaslighting because he talked about his future and he talked about marriage and his kids and what he wanted his wedding to look like and say things to me like you're gonna come to my wedding but when I would ask to let's meet up, you do it first. Yeah. Um, and it just went tit for tat. And I addressed that. I, I said, this is not a competition. You know, as a gentleman, you come first. And then I come. No, you come first. 
and you're inviting me to your house. And my response was, I don't jump from house to house. Yeah. You want to well, meet up? Let's meet up. Let's let's fill let's fill in a few gaps for the audience. You were so after um I think we called him Tom. After Tom disappeared and ghosted you, you reconnected with um whatever I whatever his name I called him, the other one that lived out of state. And he lived out of state and he wanted you to come get get in your car and that drive would have been what about easy, the same yeah about an hour and a half so you would have to go through a major metropolitan city and then go into another state and um he was not willing to come to you i, I and maybe because i'm old-fashioned but i don't think it's an old-fashioned thing that when you are courting a woman and you want to date a woman and get to know her you are you make the effort you you get in your car and but he didn't have a car did he that's something else he always at that time about. he did not but there is where we live there is everything from trains and subways and buses and of course then there's um you know uber and or there you could have met halfway but it never seemed to come to fruition right he 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 wanted you to go all the way up to him and it's not even that too many red flags, because if I went up to him, it would have to be worthwhile. Like, let's do something outdoors. Let's hang out. Let's explore a state I've never been to. The the his answer was just come to my house mm. um, and do what? Yeah. I mean, we all know and do what? Right. But right. what what was what would be the point of that? Um, and he needed to realize, like, I'm not like the other girls that he hangs around with. And I think that's what he misinterpreted. Gaslighting, again, a great example. And what I'm happy about is this time I caught it. The old me would have been like, OK, you know, it's false hope. Let's go. And I have to make the effort. And if he likes me or if I'm pretty enough, you know, he'll, he'll take the next step with me and on and on and on. And you would come to realize gaslighting. I would be doing all the work and he'd just be sitting there talking yeah. mm -hmm. into thin air. Um, and I'm really happy that I'm at a point in my life where I'm able to, I don't want to say figure it out, but detect it. The early warning signs. Good. Good. Um, I think, and these, this manipulation, some people are just really terrible at gaslighting. I think now from experience, you're able to tell. And some people from my other experience with that man over the summer are just really good at gaslighting. Um, and that was in a way that was professionally done. But even with that, looking back at it, I'm a little grateful that I got to see the other side of gaslighting where I got to realize point, you know, the point of that story is when somebody's so nice and somebody seems so perfect, you have to question it. He, and he seemed just perfect Good and point. too nice. Good point. You know, and there's no such thing. And it was like, I could tell him jump and he would say how high. But I realized I was essentially doing things by myself. I would get there spent Saturday there, spent Sunday there in the room watching TV, waiting, waiting for, for him, him to come home mm -hmm. to come home from work. Mm -hmm. 
which would be at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, and then say he's going to take a shower and let's go out for the night. And even going out for the night, I felt like it was useless because we just listened to some music and then whatever, some drinks, some soft drinks. But I would be doing my own thing during the day. I'd be driving around, exploring the city, um, you know, having lunch by myself. I went apple picking by myself, which means I paid for all of it by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So there was really it. It's just it was just more confusion that he created on my part, knowing willingly what he wa- what wanted. Um, but that was an extreme form of gaslighting, which he did excellent. At. Oh, yeah. But now I know it was too perfect. It was to the T. To the T. But now I know um, or so far, I know the levels of gaslighting where you could see some are just really blatantly obvious like the guy on the phone and others are just well done. And that's why I asked you to come on because even though my last relationship was a little longer and a little bit more involved, the nuances of gaslighting are the same. My ex was very good at what she did, her deceit and her lies and her cheating. Um, did you ever suspect him? I guess you, if you were with him every weekend, he couldn't have been with another woman. But did you ever suspect that there might be another woman over the summer? Or No, nothing. Nothing. And I think part of it was me enjoying it and going with the ride because it's that sense of competition where you want to find out the th- truth first. Right. And in this case, there was nothing to find out. Looking back at it and examining the situation, now I can see, okay, he was always on the phone when he was driving, when we weren't together. Um, which meant that on his way, coming home from work, he was talking to somebody on the yep. phone yep. and would say, I'm going to bed at night. I'm going to bed when I go home, have a good night, and then come and walk into me at the door and go out with me during the night. Um, How well was that played out? You know, now looking back at it, now you start to fill in the gaps. Um, Yeah, it goes to show you it could. And it's scary because now the whole trust is gone. Something can seem so perfect and you would never question it. There's no reason to question it. A normal human being would say who wants to be in devoted relationship, I'll go to work, I'll come home, we'll spend time, and life goes on. There is no third person. And, and, um, Angelica, this is this is exactly where I'm at because even though I'm now, I think, approaching seven months, and I keep telling the audience I'm not counting, but it, 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 it you just can't help but count because each, each month it goes on. Seven months after this breakup, I'm trying to move on, and 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 we're going to segue in a few minutes into the dating apps because I know you're back on the dating apps. Um, I don't trust anybody. I I am so, I guess, traumatized from what happened that even if I started dating somebody, I, I'm not. My trust issues are off the chart, and, and it sounds like yours might be too. Um, excuse me so let's talk about so these two gentlemen are are somewhat in your past except the one on the phone i think you 
see he was you were still talking to him this year correct there were some phone calls yes um but again it went absolutely it was the same situation you just pick up where you left off right so that's right. not even anything so there you was put no change in that. you put an end to that okay so i know over the past early this year or part of this year you were on some dating apps and you did go out on some dates are there any that you stick out in your mind that you want to share with us? Any, any horror stories or, or did you, did you find anybody pleasant? I remember you. No, telling I didn't find anybody. Um, but what's interesting, I went on a, yeah, a handful of dates and men seem to, around my age seem to think it's, um, a girl only wants them or it's appropriate for them to brag about how much money they have. And that was what I saw on some of the dates I went to. Some of, There were two guys who would nonstop talk about what their parents did, what they did for a living and how much money they had and, and work for a law firm, I guess, in a way to woo the woman. Mm -hmm. And I found, I found that just obnoxious because it was there's more to talk about on a first date than that or a second date at that. And I did. This gentleman, I met him on a second date, thinking there would be more to talk to. And, and why not give it a chance to develop? But I think with the dating apps, men don't seem to understand. I can only speak on my experience that I, I went out with a guy from a dating app and he would he insisted we went to a really nice high end restaurant. And after he insisted that I come to his apartment. It was the first date we went out to eat. I said, no, thank you. And he seemed very shocked that I said no, as if the expectation was now I bought you dinner. Now you need to come to my apartment. And I said, no, no, thank you. And there were no signs of that. Had I known, I wouldn't have gone. And he continued to like me after that on the dating app. He continued to reach out to me. I had to block him on the dating app. So, you, I mean, it goes to show there's so many extremes. I'm not even close to having a woman back to my apartment. Um, it's not even on my radar at this point. If I was to meet a woman, I would absolutely not bring her back. And even having sex with her, I'm traumatized still from the last relationship. Um, and that's a problem because... You know, the summer's coming. I'm not looking for sex, unlike some of the guys that you're meeting. And and, and listen, I, I I don't think it's a problem. If the, if the guy's looking to find a woman, take her out to dinner and have sex with, there are apps for that. Okay, I talked about this in the last part, in the last episode. That's what Tinder is for, right? And there are other apps that are specifically designed for hookups, Correct. Mm -hmm. The the I think the dating apps that you're on, there's one, I think you're on one that's the same one that I'm on. I don't know if you're still on it. That's a more reputable dating app. And it's not, that's not the protocol. You don't go out on a date and expect sex the first night. It's just not that that's, it's not that dating apps reputation is what I'm trying to say. Tinder's reputation is a hookup. At least it used to be. I don't, I, I haven't been on it in I don't know, a long time. Um, any other stories of, um, 
I think you told me a story about one guy that didn't look, either didn't look like his picture or he he was very unruly while he was on the date with you. He he didn't. There was there was some story you told me about some guy that you met. Um. Well, there was a guy that the one that bragged about how much money he had and then reached out for a kiss at the end of it, grabbed me and reached out for a kiss. And I felt so disgusted. Yeah. Um. That's inappropriate. Obviously, yeah. that's when, you know, signs are there. That's not what you want. That's not what you do. But the pleasant part about that was I text him afterwards, moving forward, saying, you know, I, I don't think this is going to work very cordially and very cordially. He accepted it and said, OK, no problem. Um, it was nice meeting you. And if you ever want to chat, we can still chat. Never heard from him again, but that was, you know, a nice way, I guess, to end it. But the fact that you grabbed me to kiss me was just, yeah. Um, and one that. more gentleman I met, first date was great. We went out. Um, we spoke. It was fine. I remember it was a really rainy night and I had to drive. It was further from where I live, much further, about 45 minutes. But I did it. Seems very nice on the profile on the phone. And we went out for a second time. And for the second time, actually, it was my invite. And I mm. remember calling him out to see me. And we went out to, to a, gr a place that grills food. And I remember sitting there till like 10, 11 o'clock. We ate, we chat, nothing, no red flags. And... When the bill comes, which was about $20, neither of us said a word. Oh, that's um, the one I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew something very strange happened on one of your dates. Yeah, continue. continue. Neither of us said a word. And we sat there quietly for 45 minutes as if we were students in a classroom. And I, we, I would keep my phone under the table, pretend to go on it, and he would do the same thing. And I couldn't understand. We sat there till closing. This bill is on the table. And I wasn't going to get it. As a gentleman, I, of course, it's $20. I, I'm short for money, but I, I would have paid the $20. Um, as a gentleman, I assumed, I guess, you would pay the bill. But it looked like, perhaps, because I invited him to come over to my side uh, of town. And it was my idea. He expected you to we pay expected me to pay but that we were just like it was friends he ended up paying and i never heard from him ever again wow um, no that's just so wrong if i was invited by a woman to out for dinner or to come to her like you said her neck of the woods or whatever and the bill came i i'm still gonna reach for it and and and, and if if she wants to put her hand out and say no 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 i got this or say, hey, let me at least split it with you. I, you know, I, I guess at that point I would decide whether or not that, you know, I might say, okay, we'll split it. Um, but I'm from the old school. The gentleman pays. So um, regardless of who invites who, and and it's, oh come on, for twenty bucks, the guy couldn't pick up the check and pay for twenty bucks. Yeah. Oh God. So needless to say, I've. I've taken a hiatus from the dating apps and oh, I'm have? actually okay. I have and I'm actually I was thinking of going back on it but I'm nervous now because again this time of year is when I met that other person and I don't want a, a spring a summer fling again mm. um I, I need to find a different focus so I'm thinking about when might be a good time to jump on these dating apps 
Um, I haven't figured it out, but right now is not the time for me. Right now, I think I'm just going to browse and spend some time on me. Um, yeah. Yeah, which is what I'm trying to do. But I, I find it interestingly, I'm in a very similar boat as you are, as the summertime is triggering for me. For my ex, the summer was the highlight of our year. We both loved the beach. And as you know, I live like six blocks from the beach. So every weekend she was down here, Saturday and Sunday, weather permitting. And we were on that beach for hours. We'd get there at 10 in the morning. We stayed till five in the afternoon and we would have lunch there and sometimes dinner there. And um, three summers in a row we spent at the beach. So... I'm looking at it from a different perspective than you are this time. I'm looking at it like, oh my God, the summer's coming. I'm a beach person and I have nobody to go to the beach with. And um, yeah, yeah, I, I've said this before. Yes, I could take my bike, go down the boardwalk, I can go down the sand, dig myself a hole and, you know, sit there and read a book and hope that a, a, a lovely woman walks up to me, uh, you know. But it to me, it's it's... It's the opposite. I'm I'm I'd like to find someone for the summer to go hang out. The beach where I live, and you you know it a little bit, is filled with restaurants and ice cream parlors and um attractions. There's a carnival there every week. There's food trucks, there's and of course it's just the, the scenery, you know, the sunset and the walk on the boardwalk, it's just a really, really romantic place to be, especially in the summertime on a nice summer night. And I, I'm going to miss that. I'm going to miss that with the person that I recently left. And um, I, I see where you're coming from, though. It could be triggering for you because two summers ago, this is how you got ghosted. And and it did he did he break your heart? I mean, do you think you were falling for him? Yes. And we said, I love you to each other. Oh, yeah. Wow. But everything was, I'm doing it first. Um, mm. I don't, so I don't know. These things happen, but it was the most hurtful thing. And he even said he would come over to my parents' house. Um, so to the point of manipulation where you're willing to blend families and introducing you to your family member mm -hmm. and willing to come over to the opposite side. it's like where do you draw the line where are their boundaries where is it enough enough to say okay this is gaslighting there isn't there isn't any line that's drawn to say people are willing to do anything almost everything to get what they want mm -hmm. even if it includes you know meeting your family introducing you to family doesn't mean anything and this is, again, exactly why I started this podcast, because my relationship was filled with gaslighting and deceit and lies, and I didn't see the signs. Or if I did, and I've talked about this, I ignored them or chose to ignore them. So the podcast is called Life and the Choices We Make. I ch chose to ignore the big lifeguard red, red flags, and um, it, in the end, Somebody once said to me, uh, or oh, I heard on a podcast, that um, the the reasons, oh, gosh, I wish I could remember how she said it. The reasons that 
to, for the red flags that you see in the beginning are the reasons why you leave in the end or something like that. And um, it's so true. It's so true. If we we could, if, if we could just identify when I say we, I mean, people like you and I who are nice people who are looking for a good relationship with just a nice person could identify these red flags early on and know to walk away, which I, I think you, you have just said that you you're getting good at recognizing them and, and um, walking away. I, I, I didn't do that. And it, I stayed way, way, way too long until I got, you know, you, she knows my story very well. So I, um, this is why I wanted to dive into the world of gaslighting is to understand it better um, and, and, and help people identify what it is, how, what, what the signs are, what to do when you're presented with gaslighting. Um, so, um, Angelica, is there anything you would like to add that maybe you forgot or you would like any advice that you have or tips for the audience? I mean, it's never, you know, you can never say it'll never happen again. You don't know who's going to come up and cross your path and who the universe introduces you to. Um but I mean it's it's a lesson learned and these are part of life. These are lessons part of life and as hurtful and the betrayal, you know, is there that will always stay with you with people that who you least expect and who you love. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. It's going to happen. It's it's unfortunate, but it's we meet come across those people and, and they whether we like it or not, it happens. It's what we do with with the signs in the beginning. Um, yeah, it's, it's knowing when to to say no or 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 step back and, or walk away um, and not. I think sometimes, and I'll speak for myself. Sometimes we're, I'm so, I hate to use the word desperate. I'm so desperate to be with somebody or not alone that I'll take whatever comes along. Um, and I, and I, and I don't mean that literally like just anybody, but especially if the person is beautiful or charismatic, um, like my ex was, um, but I, I've learned today to say, take a step back and, and analyze the situation and be more, more, more cautious. Um, I, I do have a story, but I'm not going to tell it now of somebody that I met on a dating app. Um, I think I told you about it, but um, I, I'm already rethinking twice whether to meet her or not, um, because there's two there's two red flags flying quite high. So, um, okay, Angelica, I I want to thank you for coming on. I, I I've been I know I've been pestering you for a couple of weeks, but you finally came up. Um, and thank you for sharing that story. That was very important. Um, thank I you. I think, yeah, I think everybody needed to hear that story. So, all right, maybe we'll have you back. If if if, if you find um, something, uh, uh, if you have uh, success in your dating over the summer or if something happens and you want to share it, we'll have you back. You can give the audience an update. Sounds good. All right. Thank you so